Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Eternal Network. I'm your host, the experience of some called Jason, and with me today is... CDL113. The token expired patent, Tarky. And the Todd Father. And today we're going to talk about stuff that we probably wouldn't have got into on our own. That some, you know, friend or family member or... Uh, sort of drug us into or convinced us to give it a try, and we wound up liking it. Uh, who wants to start off? I, I guess I can start us off. All right, uh, go for it. Two book series that I got kind of drug into or, or you know, it, I, when I looked at the book covers, you know, I didn't think, eh, it's not my style. Uh, the first one was the Anita Blake Vampire Hunter series. And then the second was the Dresden Files. Um, when I read the cover synopsis on both of them, I was like, yeah, maybe another day. And uh, Marie, a lady that worked at this bookstore that we all used to game at, was like, no, no, you'll really enjoy them if you like this, this, and then, you know. So I was like, okay, I'll give them a try. And with the Anita Blake stuff, I ended up reading every book of it that they had out within the first two or three weeks. And then when I read the Dresden Files, I bought up and read up those within like two or three weeks. And I've been hooked on both book series since. I think they were also, I think she was also the owner of the bookmark. Yeah, yeah, she was one of the owners. Uh, it was Pat and Marie. So you don't think you'd ever stumble across those two on the on your own? Not for a while, because, you know, at that time, I was bigger into, like, the military sci-fi or just straight-out swords and sorcery-type sci-fi. Mm -hmm. And I had not got into, a like, a horror genre stuff yet. And she kept recommending the books. And finally, I was like, okay, I'll try. Oh, my God, this is the greatest, you know. And, I, you know, I hadn't looked back. You know, like, one of those things of, Hey man, you need to try this TV show. Eh. You need to try this TV show. Eh. You watch one episode. I gotta go back and watch all the old ones. You know, <laughs> it was it was just one of those talking about TV shows. I got into Buffy the Vampire Slayer the same way. My my wife. Thank you for stealing what I was going to take. Oh, uh, my wife had watched like three <laughs> episodes of it and kept trying to get me to watch it. I was like, eh. So one night I sat down and watched it with her, and I was like, oh, my God. Because I didn't want to watch Buffy because when I had watched the Buffy movie, I was like, eh. <laughs> I wasn't impressed. And she was like, mm -hmm. no, no, the TV show's good. It's nothing like that. And she was right. It was like, oh, my God. Well, it was a little bit like that. It was still, it still well, a little TV bit, stuff. but it, it wasn't campy like mm -hmm. the movie was. The movie was, you know, like, to sense the vampire, she got menstrual cramps. Yeah, they they didn't do any of that in the. Yeah, menstrual. they didn't nix a lot of that. All right, Todd, how did you? Since clearly Danny just stole your thunder, how'd you get into Buffy? Uh, through Angel. Uh, I remember at the shop, everybody and their mother around there just loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And the one time I tried to watch one, I was like, "This is the most asinine piece of shit I've seen in my life." So I was not really feeling that at all. And uh, 
I happened to catch an angel. And the only reason why I watched it was because I caught it coming on and I thought the intro was so damn cool. The violin and stuff. I love this theme music stuff. I was like, eh, give this a shot. This, you know, it sounds neat anyway. And I ended up liking that show and I start watching it and then I realized, oh shit, it's a, it's a spinoff of Buffy. So I ended up watching Buffy really to catch up on the character Angel. And when I tried it again, they were on the season with the mayor. And I thought the mayor was funny as shit. And that's that's actually what got me into that show because I did that. The first ones that I saw, I was like, oh my God, why the hell do they watch this shit? This shit is God awful. But then once you got into Angel, you had to find out where he came from. Yeah, the completest streak in me kicked in was like, well, hell, I kind of want to know where the hell this character came from. And you know, in, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, you know, it sounds like he was a real dirtbag. Yes. So. And jealous was. That's how I ended up, that's how I ended up getting into that. Hell, I still don't like the first season of Buffy. The one with the master. Mm-hmm. I was like, my God. It was one of them shows that steadily improved as it went along. Yeah. How the hell do y'all yeah. watch this shit? Was was the little black guy that was a vampire? Was he with the master or was he with the yeah, mayor? The mayor was the mayor. Yeah, because I remember he ordered a pizza, opens up, puts a glove on when the pizza guy's at the door, reaches in, snatches the pizza guy, and the pizza lands on the floor and he bites the. D- yeah. <laughs> that just cracked me yeah, up. Yeah, because he he would go through drive-through and do the same thing. You order food at the drive-through and then kill the person that was working the window. Yeah. That dude just cracked me up. I'm like, oh, my day. What was his name? Mr. Trick. Yeah, yeah. Trick. Yeah, because the season started up like he was going to be the main villain or whatever. Yeah. And then segued into the mayor. I saw him in something else around that time. And I couldn't I couldn't see the character he was playing in, in the movie or TV show. All I could see was Mr. Trick from, from Buffy. I'm like, oh, my God. Because that was the... That was the season that introduced Faith to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Tyler, what have you got? Well, to go ahead and follow on the theme that we've accidentally made, uh, there's a Japanese anime called Shiki, which is about a version of vampires. And traditionally, I don't care for horror stories in manga and anime. It's just really not my cup of tea. But my friend at the time in high school just kept begging was just like, look, you're going to love it. It builds up really hard. You just got to, you just got to sit through three episodes. And I, he had already burned me once with a show called, uh, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, because there's eight episodes where the exact same shit happens in that show. And it's super annoying and I hate it. So he had already burned me on like the, you just got to sit through this many episodes and it's real good. But he just kept hitting me with it, so I was eventually I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And watching a small rural town slowly depend into it, slowly fall into a nightmare scenario of vampires have cut them off from the outside world and are, you know, slowly eating through the town and making more of their own until it upends itself once, you know, the the kind of like family doctor in the town figures out how to kill them is was you know a great story arc that i loved watching 
because the doctor go the doctor ends up you know going full you're not human and i don't care about you straps his wife down to a table when she starts getting infected waits till she turns and then has a full conversation with her her begging for her life as he goes now you're already dead i've i surgically removed your heart and you haven't noticed yet you've been dead for a while and then stakes the heart outside the body and she dies and he goes ah you know any he, he's marked down all the things that burned her that he'd pour on her all you know basically anything and everything that would work on them and then during a festival at night some of the vampires are out and they're playing to like kind of lay claim to the town at the very end of the festival and halfway through he shows up tackles one of them and basically stakes her in front and she lights up in flame he goes these things ain't human and you know sets upon and sets a mob up in the festival where the humans outnumber the vampires and start hunting them down and it's just going from like how scared the humans were at the start and how un like how how they lacked knowledge and just watching them panic 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 wait there's still more of us and then it just turns was so good yeah when you see that kind of thing with with a vampire lore or any kind of monster lore and all of a sudden the humans like oh wait a minute we can kill these things yeah that that's a good like we've killed every other predator on the planet that threatened us yeah but The vampires followed a lot of strange rules. The one of one of them being, you know, they could not enter a house uninvited, but they could burn a house down. So mm-hmm. you had people scared of that. And one of them was, you know, as long as you and wrote them like a letter of introduction of, as long as you do not hurt my family, you can enter in this room of my house through this window, go through no other doors, and take me. And you know, and he sent them a letter, and then they, you know, they came and took him. He's dead, but the rest of the family was left alone the building stayed standing mm-hmm. he just sacrificed himself for the family and that was just one of the little side stories of what's happening in the town so you had kind of the main story going on and then kind of individual maybe one episode or two episode stories or whatever that dealt yeah. with individual people you you basically had families that would have something happen to them and how it slowly interwove into like you know the t- all that everyone in the town knows each other but it slowly wove into the main the main two characters gaining information and making a plan together. The main character being the doctor and one dude from the town who became a vampire but became one of their special breeds that can walk out in the sun and doesn't have to feed. So he's just kind of there and he's, goes He's just kind of immortal. Yeah. Well it's he's Weaker than he used to be unless he feeds, and then he's stronger than a human. Hmm. So the doctor at the end of it goes, hey, here's some of my blood. Feed so you can take them in a fight. While the doctor's probably plotting, hmm, once he's done this, I'm killing him. No, no, the doctor goes, hey, you have looked at me in the face. I know you don't have to feed, and you admitted you ain't human anymore, but you ain't hunting people for sport. Yeah, cool. You can live. You're you are a regular person to me because you've kept your humanity. You're not acting like a monster. I'm not going to hunt you. And you know the dude that has a, is a vampire goes, yeah, I'm not with them. They 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 had someone stalk me, someone drag me out of my house and eat me, and then kicked my ass when I didn't help them. Yeah, I'm I'm here for you. Let's <laughs> kill them. 
Jason, you know, it was just yeah, it's just so slow and so good. But Jason, yeah, on to you. I think the one I'll go with uh, is professional wrestling. I never watched it as a kid. Uh, I guess because our dad wasn't particularly a fan. I mean, they used too many bad words. They wouldn't have not in the eighties. No, yeah, they they weren't at that point. Because uh, he had watched a little bit. Our great grandfather used to watch wrestling, and he would talk about you know when he was little watching it with him. Back when the sleeper hold was like the big move. Yep. Yeah. And you know, it was potentially lethal if you weren't careful. Yep. But uh, it had to come and hit you in the in the center of your back to wake you up from that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you'd have the tag team partner begging him to look, wake the guy up before it was too late. Yeah. Yep. But uh, Dad was always firmly, you know, even when back when there was any question, he was always firmly in the camp of, "Oh yeah, this is obviously fake," because otherwise he'd go to jail. <clears throat> but uh, but anyway, so didn't watch it around the house when I was little. Uh, my only real exposure, the only reason I'm really familiar with a lot of the '80s guys was Hulk, Hulk Hogan's Rocking Wrestling, which was his little Saturday morning cartoon that ran a season or two. Yeah. Uh, but then me and Todd were hanging out some uh, at the uh, Comic Corner, which was a uh, just one of the random shops, you, comic shops we used to yeah, have in Huntsville. And we started playing uh, No Mercy. Yes, it was No Mercy on the N64, which was a great wrestling game. Uh, and I, you know, when we started that, I kind of knew who The Rock was. I kind of knew who Stone Cold was. Because uh, one of my, uh, my first D&D group, uh, the guy that would host, uh, sometimes he'd have wrestling on while we were over there. So, you know, that, and that was during the, the big, Stone Cold Rock Feud. You know, but other than them, I was kind of, you know, there was one or two guys that I kind of recognized from the 80s still running around, or at least still in the game. And I was just kind of at a loss to who everybody else was. You know, I didn't know who the Hardy Boys was, were, or, you know, the Acolytes or any of that. Uh, and that's really what got me to sit down and start watching it. I, I, usually over at Todd's, I think I had that, I think I had whatever day yeah, Monday. Off of the time. But, uh... And I got, you know, I got pretty into wrestling for a little while. Now, I went out and bought the game myself, so, you know, was playing that. Uh, got where I was watching some of it at home. And watched, watched pretty heavily for a few years, you know. Can't remember what storyline was going on when, we got in, when I got into it. And I watched through the invasion stuff. You you over at my place the night that uh, Shane McMahon popped up on um, uh, WCW. Well, Vince McMahon first. Because you were flipping back and forth between channels. And I noticed the different logo, the Nitro logo. And I was like, oh, wait a second. What is that? And then I think I hear like an oh shit for over on your side when you, you know, when you glommed on. Yeah, because that was a trick when you had Shane O'Mac on on Nitro. Because that was that whole storyline was Shane and Stephanie had WCW, and they were going to use it to do a hostile takeover of all of it. Uh-huh. But it started off with Vince McMahon on both shows. He stands up and gives his speech that got his show kicked, got the, got his new show kicked off TBS. And then, then the kid came out and 
because it started off like Vince had bought it. Vince gets to do all his thing, you know, and then the kids end up, you know, quote unquote, double cross him. And then they were going to have, you know, they were going to have basically a fake version of the old rivalry. But Vince's speech kind of made uh, old Ted Turner, uh, I'll say annoyed. So he kicked the show. So he kicked all the old WCW shows off his network. But anyway, that's how I got into that one, you know. They moved to USA after that? Well, yeah. They just went all into Raw. Okay. Yeah. I I know. Which was the invasion invasion story. Yep. I watched. They tried to have WCW as like a section of WWE for one night, basically, and then decided to go with the invasion storyline. Well, I had to. Like I said, Ted Turner literally listened to McMahon's little right. speech and was like, no, nah, none of my networks. Well, the th- no, the thing was like they had one week where WCW was on WWE. Like they changed the ring posts out and everything in the same stadium. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And gotcha. like was using WCW matches as a part of WWE because they had been kicked <laughs> off TBS. And then like it wasn't going over well because, you know, Vince McMahon had spent months and months and a year talking about how WCW was in comparison. Mm -hmm. So the fans were getting angry. I think it was in a match with Buff Bagwell and someone else where they like, it just cut into Stone Cold Steve Austin busting the match up. And then they, the next week they started launching the invasion Mm storyline because they realized using WCW as a separate entity was not going to work with the fever pitch they had put their fan base into. Yeah, I know I know the intro music didn't work at first either. All the WCW guys, they try to play their intro music and it would come out kind of staticky. Like their softwares weren't compatible or something. <clears throat> that's how you ended up, because I can remember that last one, because Booker T was actually the last... WCW heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. And he won it on that last, he won it for the fifth time on that last show. That was where he was the champion sucker. <laughs> no, no, yeah, between, between the champion sucker and Shane on a piece of the rock's ass, I don't know if I would be involved in this match or not. <laughs> yeah, Booker T was kind of the kind of the heavy that came over. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Stone Cold was a heel at the time, so he kind of jumped over to their side. But that's also where they got, like, uh, that's also where, you know, Hurricane Helmsley started becoming the Hurricane. Yeah. He started doing the whole costume hero thing. But anyway, that's how I got into it, is basically uh, got into that game. And technically, it may have been Todd bringing the, the, the one before that over to the shop one time. Yeah, I brought, I brought, uh, I think it was their rest, the WrestleMania game that was on N64. Because the trick with that one was you can make like superheroes and shit on it. Mm-hmm. And the creator wrestler, you can make cables and all kinds of, and Thor and all kinds of crap on it. Yeah, I can remember us doing some of that with, even with No Mercy. But, yeah. But No Mercy was what got me into it, got me into watching wrestling heavy. Good old Aki. Yeah. I, I, got into wrestling for a while and then i got out of it and got back into it and then i hadn't got back into it since i got out of it again but i can remember as a kid my dad and his friend johnny they would go over to atlanta to watch at the omni 
back in the old school days when Tojo Yamamoto and, and yep. all them was, you know, yeah. wrestling. And so, you know, if if they didn't go to watch it, they would watch it on TV. And so I, I grew up watching, you know, those old school guys. And then when uh, World Championship Wrestling it used to come on Saturday. Yeah. And they used to do that out of the Omni every, every, every Saturday. And so when I got into high school, I got out of watching it. But one of the guys I went to school with, Jared, he was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. And he had a family member that worked, you know, for the W, you know, was it WCW that was still that? Or who, had they changed? Hogan, Hogan was WWF. Okay, WWF. That worked for the WWF as a, a, a roadie. And so, you know, Jared, during the summer, would just go stay with that dude so he could go to all these matches. And when they would come to town, he got backstage passes to, you know, go see it. And, man, he had more autographed action figures and posters than you could shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everybody, you know, he would talk about whether you watched the match or not, you knew what happened. Well, when uh, I started working out at Dunlop, all those guys were watching the wrestling and everything. So take part in conversations you kind of had to watch at least a couple of of matches or at least a little bit of the show to know what in the hell they were talking about and uh so me and some of the guys started getting together watching the matches and stuff like that and renting the pay-per-views and it was during the was the nwo factions and everything going on and then i got out of it and then i got back into it uh can't remember what it was going on but uh, it was when uh, The Rock and Cena and all of them were, were getting big. And I got out of it, and I hadn't been back. I mean, if I'm flipping through and I see something like, oh, that's who they're talking about, and then I keep flipping. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, I used to be able to quote some of the, the crap that them guys would say in their intros. You know, now I couldn't tell you. Yeah, the Attitude Era was kind of, it, it got kind of big again. Yeah, it was big in the '80s, and then it doubled down. And then it got like big and during the Attitude Era in the '90s, and it calmed the fuck back down again. And it'll probably peak again at some point. Yeah, yeah. it it it, it goes, goes in cycles. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I guess all of us have done one. Anybody else got any they want to throw out? You know, other things they can think of. Nope. nope. Can't think of a thing. <laughs> what about nope. y'all boys need to be drug into more things clearly <clears throat> I know there are other things that I've poured and then I watched well let's see I mean just as a quick notation you drug me into the Walking Dead comic books yeah well like you you were talking them up and I was like I don't know it's it's like I don't particularly care for comics Especially like black and white ones where it's going to be hard to like really tell stuff apart. I know something that but I was drugging And you just like, you just kept having like, you drug it into me in the most passive way and not on purpose because you would just leave stacks of them sitting there in your room next to your computer. <laughs> yeah. So I'd sit there I and be like, all right, I'm loading a section in of City of Heroes and I just look over and I just see walking in. I'm like, <sighs> All right, fine. I got I got nothing but time, and then you've sat them right here, like like a snack food for me. I just start reading, like, okay. You read some Invincibles that same way, didn't you? Yeah, 
but Invincible, I didn't get drug into. Like Invincible is a thing of like, oh, that looks kind of neat. Where's the number one? And you go, I got no idea. <laughs> so like, uh, Invincible is actually interested in. And I was like, oh, I'll. And I eventually scooted around and found your number one, your one, and started reading up. But uh, Danny, did you have something? Yeah. Um. As a kid, I, I always liked, you know, the old school uh, monster movies, you know, Dracula, Wolfman, you know, that, you know, they would show you in the 3D, you know, on the weekends sometime. But I was never, as a kid, I was never big into the slasher movies when they started coming out. They just, you know, I didn't like it. Hmm. And uh, when Jennifer and I were dating, she was big into the slasher movies. So I got drugged to a few of them. And I was like, okay, fine. And the first one that I went to with her was Jason Takes Manhattan. The shittiest one. But see, it cracked me up, which made me willing to watch the, any other slasher movie she wanted to watch. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it and look for, you know, what's funny or what stupid move they're doing. Because, yeah, I was sitting there watching that one going, people have already died. Why are you going to do that? You know, I was looking at it from a reasonable standpoint. If you know there's a killer on board, go somewhere where it's safe. Mm -hmm. or lock yourself in your room, you know. And so that just, you know, kind of cracked me up. Well, the more we watched movies that she liked like that, the more I got into them. And it's like, oh, okay, I've got to go back and watch such and such. I've never seen it. She's like, what? Seen? Like, no. So, you know, I went back and I watched all the old Halloween, all the Friday the 13th and stuff like that that I had never watched before and found that, you know, I, you know, I liked them. I guess when a lot of them came out, I was young and I was, you know, like, oh, this will scare me. Like, now it's, you know, doesn't phase me, but, you know, it's one of those hmm. things of, okay. I, I like how you picked that other than Twilight. I got drugged into Twilight watching them. It, I've never read any of the books. Don't plan on it. But yes, my wife picked all the Twilight movies. I, I like the wolves because they're, you know, like the size shirtless, of ponies. We understand. Say what? I said shirtless. We understand. You like them because they're shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> when they shift into the wolves, they're like the size of ponies. Which, okay, if you're a, a, a werewolf and you turn into a normal wolf-sized wolf, yeah, a bullet should take you down long enough for me to get away. A pony-sized wolf? No, you you don't need to bring some explosives. Now the they, vampires. I thought, regular, I thought they routinely shoot horses and break their legs, which means okay, it's a wolf the size of a pony. Now hold on, horses are horses are brittle animals. He should have said yeah. a wolf the size of a camel. A camel can take multiple AK-47 rounds and then within a week get back up to work. Shit. Yeah, camels are oh, camels are camels are crazy. But they're beasts. The the vampires, I thought the whole sparkly thing was stupid. Still think it's stupid. The one thing I did like about the vampires, each one of them had had some sort of gift. You know, whether it be He's liking I, more and more of this movie. No, whether it be I'm faster than normal, I can take more damage than normal, or I can see into the future, or you know, they each had some sort of gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The writer had played Vampire the Masquerade, so each one got their own discipline. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, at the, the last movie, they have this huge fight, and you're getting to see each one of them's gift. Okay, that was one interesting fight, but out of the rest of the movies, I could do without all that. I'm sorry, dear listeners, that Danny is clearly trying to subtly pull you into Twilight. No, I'm not. That was not my intent when we started this. 
He's moving, but I like this part. This part. This part. I like when that happens. Uh, hey, you can have a really good character. Like Rodney Dangerfield. I get no respect. But, uh, I guess the other thing I'd mention that I got drug into to some degree, uh, was the Black Panther comics. I'd never been a real big fan of kind of your street level heroes. Uh, and that was another one where I don't think Todd was trying to drag me into it. He would just, he just kept talking about how good the priest run was. Yeah. And, you know, I eventually wound up trying it and I got hooked on it. And, uh, you know, after it, after it wrapped up and they, a couple of years later, they had Hudlin on there. I liked Hudlin's run. Been pretty iffy about the, some of the writers they've had since Hudlin. But... Well, yeah, then it went to crap. Yeah, you, you know, you got a, you've had a crap, a season of crap. Other than the movie, the movie was a bright spot, but as far as the book goes, the book has been a boatload of crap from. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the movie was great. David, from David List to the. Ta-Nehisi Coates, sweet God. Yeah, I was about to say Coates. Yeah, I cannot yeah, stand yeah. Coates. I've hated his whole run. <laughs> like, like so anyway, that's a few things uh, that we all, we have all been drug into. Uh, if you've got something that a buddy drug you into, leave it in the comments. Uh, you know, you can leave it, just leave a comment, you know, under this video, if you're watching in the video, or you can drop us a line at uh, the nerd eternal at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitch. That's not a good way to contact us. That's just where we do our gaming stuff. So if you like the episode, let us know if there's, like I said, something you were drug into. Pop that down there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We can find you can find us on Twitch. You can find us in the shadows. Least expected. Anyway, that's pretty much going to wrap us for today. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you come back and listen again next week. Uh, I've been your host, the experienced some called Jason, and with me has been CDL one one three. Token, I didn't have enough. Uh, 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 Tarky. You forgot. I didn't. For, okay, I forgot to have a token ready. That is true. So I just looked around me and said something that hadn't been said yet. We just move on. We love you, Taylor. Todd shaking his head. No. Anyway, Todd's with us too. We'll see y'all next time. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.